From daytime class to girls' night sass, the ladies of New York have all the panache. Martinis at the Regency are divine, but a housewife's real goal is to social climb. I've got chills. They're multiplying. You better shop, because you're going to lose your friends. That's right, heretics. Welcome, welcome. Thank you for joining us, your drunk high priestesses, to talk about our favorite topic, and that's our goddesses, the housewives. This is Real Housewives of New York, season one, episode six. I'm Josh. And I'm Kalindi. Hey, hey, girl. How are you? Amazing. Not shamazing. Not shamazing. Not shamazing. That's a shamazing premiere, but yes. not, do you think... We'll get into that too, but I do think that I'm having some actual reaction to these premieres, like like this one and Beverly Hills a little bit more because COVID's just not as present. So like, I kind of think it's like a breath of fresh air. Like COVID is definitely happening in Salt Lake City, but it doesn't seem to affect the show. They've kind of got the motion of the ocean, if you know what I mean. Yes, I think that they um, edited out a lot of the COVID footage because I think they said that Beverly Hills was more COVID heavy. Um, well, good. And I don't know about Salt Lake City, but they well, were we like, everyone's wanna, I, done. Yeah, well, nobody wants to hear anybody talk about it because we're all yeah. still in it and we get it. Like rich, poor, it may be a little easier for you rich people, but we're all going through it. And also, even if it, it is easier, we don't want to hear you complain about it. Yeah, they have 20,000 feet square feet to like roam around in. They're okay. All I do is just do laps around my gymnasium. Just laps. My, just my laps. shamnasium. I play tennis in my tennis court. <laughs> I play tennis in my living room. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, what a, it is fall, fall, fall. I floated down the river last weekend and it was amazing, but it was the last time to get that in. And I am starting to get that itch. For some uh, hot tub and bonfire weather. Boots, boots, boots. Ooh, we should have a drag queen named Bonnie Fire. Ooh, love. Another one. We need yeah, one. Seriously. Yeah, boots, boots, boots. Boots Step with the fur. Step it up, Bonnie. Step it up, Bonnie. Step bitches. it up. Bonnie Fire, Bonnie Fire does seem like she would do let's get physical and have leg warmers, I think. Um, she I definitely think that, should. Mm-hmm. And that she could say... And uh, she could have like all the merch that say, do you want some more like s'mores? <laughs> I love a s'more moment. Yes. I want, uh, I want to become housewives rich so somebody can make me s'mores. Like I need a domestic help because I love a s'more, but I just don't love making them. Like I like to make like more of a hot dog. You know, I'm more of a wiener person. So yeah. I prefer to roast that <laughs> over a mallow. <laughs> You like the I, wieners. I uh, like the Nathan, wieners. This is a PSA telling you to make Josh some s'mores. <laughs> some s'mores. He's I, calling I need a, you out. <laughs> I, I, I need a s'morer. Yeah, uh, Matt always makes my s'mores. Yeah, I, well, I like them from like medium, like more to mm -hmm. completely Dante's Inferno s'more. Like burn, scold me. Like I like to taste that carbon. I know mm -hmm. that's weird. Mm, I like, mm, yeah, I like a little mm. charm on like a veggie dog and stuff. But, oh, I love yeah. that. A so crisp, crunch. like a fresh yeah. dollar. That a little, little crunch, yeah. A little crunch. Like crunch, a leaf, crunch, crunch. a leaf in fall. 
as a leaf falls and the mind <laughs> remembers. Okie dokie, let's get into our investigative reporting with Diane Sawyer and Bonnie Fire. It's time for hard hitting news, news, news. And by that, I mean hard titting news. <laughs> Sorry about that. Diane Sawyer would not let titting happen, so I had to go back to Bonnie Fire. Diane Sawyer does censor her work. She's very. Yeah, she was like, we don't talk about tits on this network. No, no tits Kiss here. Reporter. Right. Um, this is Bob Woodward and Carl Bernstein with Deep Throat and all of the Housewives men. You ready to go? <laughs> I am ready to free the nipple. Free the nip. Um, What's going Denise- on? Denise Richards' daughter, Sammy Sheen, who is 17, reported on TikTok that she finally moved out of the Hell House and in with her father, Charlie Sheen. She shared that just one year ago, she was trapped in an abusive household and hated herself, and that she would go days without eating or sleeping and was insanely depressed, hated school, etc., And she updates that now, since moving out of her mother's home, she had a spiritual awakening, owns two cats... Oh, sure. Yeah. Sammy. Full of love and dropped out of high school. Beauty school dropout. Oh, beauty school dropout. Every time I see the word et cetera or hear it, I always think of the king and I, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, um, Interesting. Um, Yes. Also interesting that she's, she was such a prevalent part of that first fight of last season. Um, because uh, Denise didn't want to hear her hear about threesomes. Mm-hmm. Um, this just seems like a regular kid to me. That's I feel what like I these, agree. I feel like these claims are very defamatory. And this is like, it, it would be hard to have a kid now as a celebrity when they think they're fucking Diane Sawyer. TikTok on TikTok, just talking about their parents um, because every kid feels trapped in their household and hates at themselves 17. at 17. Yes. And, and I mean, you'd definitely be happier if you were rich and didn't have to go to school. Like, exactly. And because they say that Denise is pretty strict and obviously because she doesn't want her to hear about threesomes. Uh, well, she also Charlie didn't have a normal Sheen, childhood. So you know, she, she wants was, them to be like a, a normal kids because she yeah. didn't get to have that experience. And she now can live with Charlie Sheen and uh, drink a donut's blood and live <laughs> with the god and the goddesses and can be winning here and winning there. So, I mean... Right. A teenage dream. Teenage dream. And and that's what caused her spiritual awakening. That or drugs. Or drugs. Um, you know, I wonder how Charlie Sheen's doing after his um HIV diagnosis. He didn't there hasn't been much talk. I feel like he's gonna be one of those first people cured. He responded to her uh Oh, did he? Her thing and said like do it like basically that they're happy and GED, here we come, or something like that. So, I having a blast, I think. You I, I love that she's happy single at 17. Yeah, I know. I'm happy, happy single. single. She's happy single. Happy single. I listened to um, Even the Rich today, which is a podcast by Wondry, and it was about Elizabeth Taylor. And it was like, I love dude, that podcast. It, it was like, like five hours of her whole life. And let me tell you, motherfuckers, go listen about Elizabeth Taylor's life. What a life she lived before she was even 40. I was insanely shocked. Anybody that can get married six times before they're 40 is truly somebody worthy of the Real Housewives. She was an like, overachiever. 
an overachiever, truly like an amazing story. And I didn't know that she was the founder of Amphar. Yeah. Because Rock Hudson got AIDS and died. That's why. And he was her best friend. Yes. Like what and a I mean, crazy what story. A why aren't there man, movies about this? Right? Like, was that not oh, the yeah. most beautiful man? He's so tall. Oh, oh so yeah. beautiful. Um, and But why aren't there movies about this? Like, I want a movie about Debbie Reynolds and Elizabeth Taylor getting in a fucking fight over uh, over Debbie uh, Reynolds' um, husband and then Rock, Rock Hudson in the corner. Yes, like, I give know. Give me that movie. There are so many things that I feel like that about. And it's so crazy because there are so many movies out there and there, and there are so many sequels or reboots or whatever. And I'm like, there are so many stories untold. Like, just go right. to the golden era and you have two billion stories. Like, let me see a Lana, Tori, a Lana Turner story about her daughter right. killing her boyfriend. Absolutely. Like, I want to yes. Yeah, no, I, 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 I hope that instead of doing all these remakes and just post-apocalyptic stuff, maybe we do look, at, look into these pasts because they're so juicy and we have such the technology and, and makeup skills now that you can make, you can do like a modern Technicolor version of all of these old things that would look so fabulous and majestic and just, I mean, the stuff, the money these people had and they were actually, they were the first people other than royalty to actually know what fame was. Right. And so they were living a life that was untouchable. They said that um, uh, Burton, Robert Burton, her like her last husband-ish, he, she Richard married him Burton. like three times. Richard Burton. Burton, yeah. She married him like three times and yep. then was buried with her, his last letter. Um, that the last diamond he got her, the um, the uh, Taylor Burton diamond, was worth $11.2 million today. Isn't that crazy? So crazy. And I need to see that diamond. I'm sure she, yeah. has, somebody else has that somewhere. Yeah, but, but these are the stories we need to hear. Like, Grace Kelly literally became a uh, princess of Monica. Yes, like I know. Insane. What? Yeah, and Insane. she was like, oh, in High Society, my favorite movie at, like, only 27, playing opposite Bing Crosby, who was, like, a They like, were 50. so young. That's and the Frank thing Sinatra, is like, oh. I, I didn't realize how, how young they were. When women, it's so hard to tell, because between, like, when she was, like, 18 and 30, it was really hard to tell, like, how old she was for me because I then went through a lot of pictures um but when they were talking about that Debbie uh, Mike Fisher and Debbie Reynolds and Liz Taylor love triangle I was like well Debbie Reynolds wasn't that old in my mind when she died but this happened in like 1950 like yeah. she just died a few years ago and it was just like you know just kind of putting that all into perspective is mm -hmm. really interesting Anyway, yes. back to Thank the news. You. Live from the from golden the era <laughs> right. of podcasts. Way, way back. Back to the beginning. <laughs> Sorry, um, our time machine got a little lost. <laughs> we got a little lost on the way, and now we're back to 2021 and Miss Spears herself. We got our Brit Brit Tit Tit news. Britney Spears announces she is engaged on social media, posting a video of herself on Instagram showing off her new engagement ring. She has been dating boyfriend Sam Asharhi for four years. Manager Brandon Cohen released a statement saying she, he is proud of the couple. The couple made their long-standing relationship official today and are deeply touched by the support 
dedication and love expressed to them, Cohen said, noting that Spears's new ring was designed by jeweler Roman Malave. Malave, I don't know. Roman, by Roman. Our Roro. Our Roro. Um, sweet, sweet and now Roro. She's, she's taking a break from Instagram. Good for her. She needs it. I, I am just, I'm a little worried after being isolated for so long. The world's going to hit her really fast, especially with this movement. And people are are ravenous for her. Oh, absolutely. And I think that it's it was just really... a lot for anybody, even anybody, you know, in her condition. So, yeah, de- definitely. And I think that before she wasn't running her social media, she had no access to anything. So even just seeing all of the congratulations, get a prenup talk is overwhelming. I almost felt like how um, she that her her social media was clearly being ran by a company, and I almost feel like this break is because it was given back to her. Right. I think that like we're gonna get a break. She's gonna get all of her access back now that she's under the conservatorship, and we're just gonna figure things out for a couple weeks. Also, she should be away somewhere just enjoying her engagement. And hopefully spending time with her boys, because I know that's been limited. So, hopefully, okie dokie, what's next? Queer Eyes Fab Five are now the stars of their own Lego set. They have a set model of the loft that serves as their headquarters for the group in season one and two. And it was created in partnership with Lego and Queer Eye Creators Scout Productions. And it will be available globally October 1st. That is that's huge. That's amazing, amazing. And I'm gonna get exciting thing ever. I am so excited, and I'm gonna set it up under my Christmas tree this year. And I am so fucking stoked. I loved. I mean, one of the original Bravo shows, Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. Exactly. Um, And then a Comedy Central had one that was called um, Straight Guy for the. Uh, what was it called? No, it was Straight Man for the Queer... Oh, wow, I forget what it was. It was like a straight guy came in and um, butched up a queer... Now that I sound... Talk about that. That sounds very problematic. But yeah, I found, I it, very, say, that I found it very entertaining at the time. Um, but now that I talk about it... Is this like is, Jack and Rose? Like, it spit like a man. Like, right, he's yeah. teaching her to now walk Now that I think about that... That was not a good idea yeah. at all. We stand by oh. the original Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. Oh, absolutely. And the reboot of Queer Eye. Oh, we will, so good. We will review the straight man. We, what, 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 straight plan for the gay man. Straight plan for the gay man. That's what it was called. Uh, so go back in the closet? Um, so what I think, now I would have to go rewatch it. For me, I think it was more like set up. Like it was okay. more of a joke because it was on comedy. Center. Oh, okay, okay. So yeah, like satire. Yeah, ish. Okay. Um, well, we'll we'll try to find it and review and right let you guys now know I'm if like we're now I'm like was it like and it's probably both to be yeah. honest. Um, but I, the original Queer Eye for the Straight Guy was the best. I had like the biggest crush on Kai and Mister Hair, uh, and I feel like Carson Cressley, and this is such a compliment was such a like savior for so many young people because he he is more of a flamboyant personality right and so you kind of got to see that like that part of your personality 
is funny and everybody in America likes it. And so you could be yourself. Like, yeah, you don't have to see, hide it. it it's mean to say, like, to see somebody that gay, but honestly, to see somebody actually express themselves and be themselves and it be that gay, it made it almost be, make you feel okay to be gay too. You know what I mean? Shine, shine. Shine, 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 I shine. I loved Carson Kressley and love, still Same. currently, presently love Carson Kressley. Well, I loved all of them, every Same. every one of them. Same. And I was actually very upset when they announced the reboot. Uh -huh. um, with Without new, them. Yeah, yeah with me new too. people. I was shocked and I was like, just bring Carson back. Like, are they just too old for TV, you think? Not no, they still look great. Bring them back. I Ted's want my still friends. unchopped. Yeah, I want my friends back. Right. And then I watched an episode, fell in love, cried, you know, like all of us. So I, I do like the new one. I I do I I wish the new one is so much more nowadays, but I really did enjoy the old one in the sense that for me they kind of this one has so much so many more great stories. But I really just kind of sometimes just like some like really out of it, rustic straight guy that just doesn't get it in a New York apartment. And I want a little bit more of that. But, you know, the new one's great. And I do like that they do women in the new one. And the stories are phenomenal. And in the new one, I really think that they really change people's lives. Oh, like, for sure. Like actually change people's lives. And I think perspective was changed. I think the old show was more about actually getting America to where we are now. Yeah. So bringing gay and, and saying it's okay into the living room, not necessarily changing that many people's lives. I mean, they gave people good looks and then they helped with their girlfriends and there were great stories. Um, but I mean, this one, they, the budget is also huge, clearly. Yeah. Um, but they like, they change people's lives, which is yeah. phenomenal. And communities, really. They kind of take on a whole community most of the yeah, time. Yeah, they're amazing. You guys more than deserve a Lego set. Can't wait to buy it Ugh. and set it up under our Christmas tree. Do you think next year they'll make the new one and then they can attach them and you've got like JVN doing hair with Kai? Kai? That's who it is. Oh, it's, it's, oh, the, it's new the new one. Fab yes. Five. Yes, it's not oh. the OG. So I do feel like the OG oh. Fab Five should get a Lego set. I thought um, it was the OG one. No, it's the new. It's oh. yeah, it's J. It's that's okay. It's Jonathan and Anthony Love Jonathan. and Bobby. Yes, yes, yes. Tan. Yes. And, Tan. Uh, uh, I love Bobby. Me too. He he's so quiet and so sweet, and I love that everyone else is like all over the place. And he's like, uh huh, uh huh. Okay, get out of here. I've got to completely rebuild your right. house. Like, I I'm think... just gonna tear this shit down to studs real quick. Oh, he's so talented, and for me, he really does a lot. Like, yeah, does a lot. Um, love JVN too. I think JVN and Bobby are my favorite. I think in my mind, when I first saw them, I thought Anthony was the hottest. But now in my mind, Bobby's the hottest. I love Anthony. He is so freaking cute. Like, he really oh, is. I love all of them. We love you. We love you Congrats. all. Congrats, babies. And I hope you have a big Lego takeover. They, they yes. should go, yeah, like take over Legoland for a day. Let's go. Yes. Okie dokie, on to real-time revelations. And this week that I've got chills, they're multiplying, was because Whitney Wild Rose got chills at the beginning of SLC this week, which that first two minutes. Fraud. 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 I've got fucking chills. Fraud. Fraud. Oh, so good. 
that her van suit. footage. Yeah, her in suit front. So do you think that she, I think, I think that Jin Shaw had some sort of idea about what was going on. Yeah. I, I don't think, think she, she knew it was going to be that day. Yeah. But I think that she knew at any time during filming it was going to happen. Well, as we've discussed before, they a lot of people sh- that were working in the same scheme had already been indicted and right. sh- charged, most charged and convicted. You but know, she like, was in the perfect outfit. Like she, she, oh my gosh. she looked great. I could uh, not handle the dreads though. Oh, I was like, what are you doing, girl? I, um, well, I, I, I just love, but also my thing was she like, she's either guilty or knew about it or both because she held her composure so well. If somebody called me, I'd be like, what the fuck do you mean the police are at the house? Like exactly. I, would, I wouldn't be like, okay. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Hey, Whitney, can you, can you, can you just turn off the mic? I've got to step outside. And then guys, I, I, I gotta go. Yeah. But I love that Heather was like, your energy, something's off here. <laughs> and she's yeah. like, yeah, something's going wrong. And then she just jumps in that truck of assistant number two and gets no, out No, that was her aunt, I think. I thought it was assistant number two. I thought the guy that opened the door looked like the guy that was oh. cutting, that was cutting the crew to tag. Yeah, initially from when the all the news was first released, they said that Coach Shaw got a tip, called her, and the aunt went and got her. Well, she might have been driving. Yeah. But I do think that the guy that opened the door when she got in the car was assistant number two. But I also think that she definitely, like you said, knew that things were a brewin because how were they there so fast? I don't know how far she lives from the laser beauty lab or whatever, yeah. but they were there instantly. And 12 well, minutes later, the feds were there. Well, so, I have to say, like, everybody's like, who told the feds? Who, Bravo fucking production told the feds. That's what it happened. It was Jesus. It was it, based on Mary's tagline. It was Jesus. <laughs> Jesus tagline. tipped off the fair. Well, well, Mary's tagline reminds me of that episode of Wife Swap where it's like the with the Jesus lady who's like, rebuke the demons. Yes. Send Jesus into this house. Um, uh, but but no, it's like any other job. Like, has nobody worked at a restaurant where the police had to come in to try to arrest people or get their child support from them? The police will literally call anybody's job because it's listed as public, public record and ask them if they're, they're at work that day. Like, yeah. And honestly, I think that um, they didn't really get even tipped off. I think that they've obviously surveilled her for years. They, they could have had a car at Beauty Lab and Laser all the time. She clearly well, goes I there. Think, I think that they had her phones tapped, you know, for years for oh, yeah. evidence. And so, like, obviously, as soon as Coach Shaw called or, you know, they see everything. They see everything. They know well, everything. Well, and we know there's, like, a miscongeniality um, moment in this because one of the hairdressers was one of the informants. One of the glam squad is part of one of the informant teams. And I don't know whether that means there's a glam squad in the CIA because that is genius. Yes. If there is a superb makeup artist, because that's where you get your info. Get your info. We got to send Facebook. them to Erica Jane. Right. They found them at Shakers. They were doing Erica's makeup. And mm-hmm. then they sent them over to Jen Shaw's. Oh, yeah. But that first two minutes was the best part, of course. It was nice to see that. Meredith doesn't live in that 1990s weird house anymore and that her house is gorgeous. Yeah. Gorgeous. And she looked great. I don't, I know I really shouldn't comment on this Brooks Mark stuff because everybody should come out at their own time. But I just was confused because I didn't know that we didn't know that Brooks was 
not gay. Same, same. I, I didn't know that. And I have to say that I, as a person that lives in the gay culture, if you didn't know, I don't know if I find privileged twink to be that derogatory. Because yeah. I think that's what he is. I mean, he is really, he's a white privileged twink. He is. I mean, and maybe if he's not gay, okay, I'm sorry. I'll apologize to you later. But um, I'm not apologizing right now because if you are gay, you are a white privileged twink. <laughs> and so um, that's just based on your body shape. And maybe that doesn't seem okay in everybody else's world. But like, come on, guys. Maybe I've just lived in this world too long and everybody calls everybody everything and so but like it just didn't seem that mean to me especially for the real housewives world like but i do get meredith being mad it is her son yeah. and she has every right right to like take his side i i just you know it, it is a it's a it's a weird cross to die on but i die on a cross for my kids too so like i understand diana die on a cross like Diana Ross, but religious. <laughs> also a drag queen. <laughs> Diana Cross. <laughs> She's a privileged twink too. She's a white privileged twink. She Diana Cross. Oh, that's Brooks's new name, Diana Cross. <laughs> He's a white privileged drag queen. <laughs> oh, Diana Cross, the boss. Oh, that's so good. Honestly, um, love the new housewife. I don't know if she's telling the truth about her age. I think she's a little older. I loved that she called her husband Dewey a butterface. She was like, I like everything from the now, uh, the face down. And I also love the daughter that said, that's why I'm an Asian, not a Bijan. Yes, girl. I live for Ginny and her family as well. Oh. And I thought her husband's cute. I thought I thought Dewey was a very attractive man. She's the one that said he was a butterface. Yeah, I know. I, I was like, wow, you really go. But you know, straightforward. I think she's like Mia. Like I think that they just go hard. Yeah, and I you know, and that's perfect. A lot of a lot of my Queen Lisa Barlow here today. A lot of her in the first episode. She was just everywhere. She was all over the city. She was. She was like, I love that. I love that. I love that. And Jen Shaw. Oh my God. Speaking of, sorry, didn't mean to cut you yeah, off. You're good. But it needs, if we're going to talk about Lisa Barlow, we got to talk about that dead orchid that she brought to her <laughs> supposed BFF. How embarrassing when she was like, we didn't bring these flowers. Yes, the big, these beautiful. Gorgeous, this beautiful arrangement. This is not, this is not from us. Love that, but that's not from us. That's not from, we brought this dying orchid. Oh, there goes another petal. Like, I have to say that I have before been gifted an orchid and then a few months later re-gifted that orchid after repotting it. So I understand. <laughs> That's what... great that you had it. Yeah, I love an orchid. And I don't oh, I do too, involved. but like I was like, I'm I need a present for this event. And I was like, oh, I have a pot, I have gold stones. I'm just gonna repot this orchid and give this to somebody because I'm running late and I'll bring cocktails. Um, so maybe that's what happened. Maybe she's maybe she only had Diet Coke. Yeah, she, she should have brought one some... that was a little more sprightly, but a little bit more sprightly. She only had one. Also, she we didn't one. we didn't really see inside her house this, this time, which is interesting to me. There was too much happening. Too much happening. Um, Jen Shaw saying that she'd go to jail for Lisa Barlow because she hasn't been yet was like scary. Girl, girl, girl. We thought Erica was saying some shit before she knew things were going down. And that new closet, those Bravo people, mm. uh, get it. Take it all from her. 
Take it mm -hmm. all away. Um, and the only other thing I have to talk about is Mary's confessional look. Mary, Mary, Mary M. Cosby and Jesus H. Christ. This woman is truly a spectacle for television. This outfit that she has on, this fedora, houndstooth fedora with that mm -hmm. glove. Do you think that she's ashamed of her hands and that's why she wears gloves all the time? The gloves I, are, I feel are like- a lot. Yeah. I think that she hasn't been out of the closet in years and only talks to the mannequins in her closet. So she doesn't uh -huh. have a lot, you know, a lot right. of perspective. Well, so I, I think mm -hmm. hopefully going forward, now that she's actually interacting with real people, human beings that she does not trust, um, her fashion will get a little better. Well, she, I think she has the goods. She just needs help styling. Like it's, it's very, I mean, it's, it's just a lot. She also talking about that being trapped in that place, that palatial hideous mansion with, with that sweet Charlinda all the time. She gives me a lot of Michael Jackson vibes. Yeah. Uh, like her face makeup is very light. And then like her voice sometimes goes a little Michael Jackson for me. And I'm just like, maybe this just happens when you stay in a house surrounded by opulence. Maybe this is, maybe this is a syndrome that needs to be diagnosed. Opulence. I uh, own everything. everything. Oh my God. It's, that's what happens. That, yeah. That's all they do. Yeah. Um, and then you just are, start pulling gloves and shit. Yeah, I mean, she isn't of this world. She told us that. She yes. is of the world of Jesus, and she's here to make it all better. And maybe that's why she doesn't have a stylist, because she doesn't trust human beings. You know what? And there we are. And then Potomac. Potomac, that Surrey commercial. Oh, I just love the whole... <laughs> Not an actual depiction of Surrey County. <laughs> so funny. Kern... You know what? Kern's conviction is just what sells everything for me. Diamond. <laughs> oh, just a true, true star. I also love that I think that Karen and Giselle or Jizzy, um, Karen and Kern and Jizzy get the game. Like, I know that they'll always hate each other, but we'll like do a little truce right now. Like This it's whole like, cast is like that. Yeah, it's like it. a Mussolini versus Bo Napoleon Bonaparte. They're like, it's okay. We're both dictators and we hate each other. Like, there is no good guy on this cast. Yeah, exactly. And Nobody, that's why, yeah, yeah, I think that people do get so mad at Candace. And, you know, we've never been candy girls. But she, I just realized she gets it. They all get it. Like, they just all are extremely problematic, excellent. And entertaining. Yeah, exactly. Excellent stars. Excellent. Except for Mia. I don't think that Mia show. gets it yet. I don't oh, think she'll get it. She, she'll, well, she'll she's, get it. She's beautiful. They're all the most beautiful cast by far. And oh. I don't know if Wendy gets it yet, actually, either. I don't know if Wendy gets it, but she's bringing it. But I don't know if she gets the game. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I think she works with a, with all the other pieces that are working around her. But I don't think she gets the game. Yeah, she's getting hurt. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah absolutely. And, and that's a human thing to do. And absolutely. I can appreciate that. But we're very sensitive. We're very <laughs> sensitive, folks. And for I, people that talk so much shit, we're very I sensitive. I would not get it. I, I tell Nathan all the time, I would be like, I would, I'd catch a case. I think I would be over those tables at people. Like, I would break glasses. I would, I mean, 
it would be insane in the membrano, like insane. But you never know. It depends on who you're with. Real yeah. Housewives of Oklahoma City, sign me up. I'll move. <laughs> Nell and Dale. Nell, Nell and Dale. I'll take my boots off and throw them at you, bitch. Um, <laughs> okay, let's get to the episode. Unless you have anything else. Anything else? No, nope, let's, let's get in our time machine. Let's get into it and get ready to remind ourselves about what's going. So rewind. What's happening? What are we listening to? It is April 8th, 2008, and we are listening to Touch My Body Ugh. by Mimi. Love Harry. that song. Love that video. Rolling yes. on the floor. So good. So good. Um, and we're watching 21, which I have no idea what that is. Oh, my God. That's such a good movie. It's with Stim- um, Jim Sturgis from Across the Universe. And they are, uh-huh. um, they go to Vegas, and they are. it's like a real story where they count cards. Oh, okay. I have seen that movie. Yeah, now I remember. Uh, what are we who, watching on who, who, the Who's the guy counting? Who's the guy that teaches them how to count? Some oh, really remember. famous person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I no, haven't I seen it remember. in so long, but I just that remember. That is a really good movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. I fell in love with Jim Sturgis after. I think I saw that in uh, theaters now that you said it. I just forgot I about it. I too, Across the Universe. And, you know, uh-huh. my psycho um, obsessive ass would, like, would Google or, like, search, not Google, like, search on your TV. You know how you could. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yes, yes, yes. I would, like, record every movie that people would be in. I do that all Jerry the time Butler, still. My husband. I'm, like, I'm always, like, because I don't always remember names, but I remember who's in it. So yes. I search Matthew for it. McFadden. Oh, love that. Um, And then we're watching Smallville still, which I just saw a picture of Tom Welling this week, oddly enough, and does not look good. Too and much we sodium. we talked about him last week. On, I know. Uh, that's why, that's why I thought it was odd. I Somebody I know... Somebody that I met in a bar somewhere. I don't know them a lot. I They're my Facebook friend, but I have no idea who they really are. Um, they were a lesbian at that time, but now they're married. Um, uh, yeah. Life changes when you only meet somebody once on a dance floor. And uh, she goes to a lot of Comic Cons and she met Tom Welling. And um, not he, what he used to be. He's not Tom, holding up. Not hold up. Know. He looks like he's just had a little too much sodium, probably just enjoying that small little money. Um, oh. Just a little bloated. <laughs> just a light bloat. You know what I mean? Can relate. We can I always relate. Yeah. yeah, me too. Maybe it was just a hard day. Yeah. Um, and then also, it's always sunny in Philadelphia, which is still on, right? Flip, flip, flip Philadelphia. I love that show. Yeah, I do believe it is still on. If not, it's reruns and they're all great. But it does stress me out every time because there's no resolution. It's just chaos. Kind of like this podcast. Uh, exactly like this podcast and I love that I never need a resolution I love only need chaos us. yeah charismatic <laughs> chaos that's what I need uh, die on a cross <laughs> <laughs> that is the best drag name of all time it's so controversial and delicious well that can I, be yours oh die on a cross yeah no, I think that's Nathan's I feel like Na- I'm I'm more of a my my drag name used to be Lola Cherry Chola Diego Gomez um that was just my drunk entity very quick very uh, very very, very quick. short but, but then I became 30 and I became uh Topanga Fancy Carrington so Ooh. yeah that you know Topanga Topanga yeah um, my uh ultra ego I guess drag name is Emily Postal because I'm like Emily Post but crazy <laughs> I, that's genius too I love that can you like be you know what you should do you should take Emily Post and put all of the writings on you and then cover yourself with stamps okay it's genius it's a Halloween outfit perfect 
love or be in a male outfit and only have letters from Emily Post okay, and well, hand them to people. Mail time. Mail time. It love. makes me want to wail. Well, this uh, year, Matt and I are being Xenon and Protozoa. So stop. Zetus Lapidus, you guys. We have a couple options. Nathan and I did think about being Stacy and Darcy. Please. Um, I think we're going to wait for next year, but it will definitely happen because, you know, the first outfit we wore were Miley and um, Hannah Montana. So Stacy and Darcy are perfect. I think we're going to be Big Ange and I'm going to be the Drunken Monkey. Oh, so okay. I think, but we're, we're, we're thinking that costume is going to time out soon enough and we need to get it in. Yeah. Big Ange and the Drunken Monkey. Because we, we own all of the seasons of Big Ange and Mob Wives and Big Ange is truly a deity, an angel, a goddess. And Nathan does the best Big Ange. So I think we're thinking about Big Ange and the Drunken Monkey. We'll, well see what comes After out. Halloween, when everything goes on sale, go buy every eyelash that they have. <laughs> because then you're going to need those for Darcy and Stacey. Darcy and Stacey, huge 15 blonde wigs. Oh, Love. so good. Make okay. sure you pray over them. Oh, we will. Headlines. What's happening in the news? Yahoo yesterday responded to to Microsoft CEO Steve Ballmer's three-week-or-else ultimatum by saying publicly for the first time that it's not opposed to a deal with the software giant. It just wants a higher price. Wow. Steve Ballmer, we do not negotiate with internet terrorists, motherfucker. (laughs) Fucking ultimatums as hell. (laughs) Shit. Um, and fashion, um, turquoise is the color of the summer. Not cerulean, but turquoise. 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 Everything. Everything, oh, everything everywhere. was turquoise. All of Luann's uh, statement necklaces. Uh, this week. This week she was wearing those turquoise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that turquoise on. Um, and in the celeb gossip. Anne Hathaway and Kate Hudson were seen filming Bride Wars in Boston. Oh, what a good movie. God, I love Anne Hathaway and Kate Hudson. And you know who wrote that movie? Who? Um, Casey Wilson and June Diane Rayfield. Shut up. Yep. I love both love. of them. Okay, that makes me like the movie more because I was going to say it's not my favorite. But I, I do watch it every time it's on. So I exactly. guess I can't say too much shit. So um, it's I not a movie love, that I think about, but every time it's on, I watch it. Yeah. Oh. Okay, yep. Like, that's one of my favorite Kate Hudson movies. And I think that that is very um, Housewives of a movie. Uh-huh. Because, um, not as complicated, something borrowed. Obviously, something as complicated yeah. is one of my favorite movies of all time with Meryl Streep and Merle. Uh, yes, our girl Merle. And Almost Avery. Hot, uh, fat, old Alec Baldwin. Oh, Alec. <laughs> oh, Mr. Baldwin. But, yeah, something borrowed. And I like that movie. Mm. And I think it's super housewivesy because no one is likable. All the characters are terrible. <laughs> what a reason to love a movie. <laughs> yeah, but I just feel like it's so Housewives, you know? Like, we watch uh-huh. the Housewives and we're like, oh. You're right. All of them are kind of terrible, so. But I, it's like Housewives that it makes sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I will say that when I watched, when I saw, like, the preview of Broad, Broad Wars and then watched it, I expected a little more out of it. Like, right. I think, That's, yeah. I, I, I think that Broad Wars had a lot more potential. Um and knowing Casey R- Rose Wilson and June Diane Raphael, I feel like there was probably a lot more crazy scenes in that that got cut by people right. just because of their personalities. Yeah, you're oh, right. Yeah. If you and guys haven't I- seen Ass Backwards, you have to see Ass Backwards with them in it. It's so, it's like literally my one of my top five favorite movies of all time. It is so good. 
And it's where I fell in love with June Diana and Casey Rose. And I think, too, the problem was casting, probably. Mm -hmm. That the the network, or not network, I guess it's movies, but the producers wanted big names. You know, they always want big stars. That's why I hate fucking Broadway movies. I, I, I bet Casey and June wrote that movie for them. And they, they would have played those say. parts they perfectly. They should have been in it. And they're so they good at improv. They're and so their faces. fucking funny. They're, yes. they, they're so much more uh, emotional in their faces. Yes. And just, I, I, it, imagine that script with them playing it and how they react comedy-wise. I think they're just better comedians. I think they wanted to take more of a dramedy route. And right. it should have been pure comedy. Right, I agree. And I think that whoever was paying for the movie was like, we need big names. Because that's what brings people in the movies. Like I said, that's why they do A-list stars in freaking musicals. And I'm like, why don't you do, use Broadway stars that got this show a Tony and do eight shows a week? We're going to get people that you have to give singing and dancing lessons? Right. Get out of here, La La Land. Get out of here. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, just go to the movie theater and see Die on a Cross. Yes. Oh, my yes. new favorite word. I'm just going to use it all the time. I actually want t-shirts to say it. Uh, uh, t-shirts coming soon. You know where I, where why I said that? I always think of Ka- um, Kathy Griffin's My Life on the D-List because she was always talking about Maggie Griffin, bless her heart. Um, and she would always say, Jesus Christ, Kathleen, die on a cross. Like, it was Jesus just, Christ, Christ, Mary Di- and Joseph. Yeah, Jesus Christ, dying on a cross, Kathleen. You can't motherfucking say that about people. I, <laughs> I love Oh that my one. God, Kathy Griffin in that era, Life on the D-List. So The best show. Also the best. Also she got wrong. the assignment. And mm-hmm. she should have got, I wish, I wish her relationships could have been better with networks because that woman truly reality genius and should have been on tv until now like she should still be on tv yes anywho's let's get back let's get into the episode called girls night out episode uh six and this is a lot of little scenes that end up going into a dinner party so we start out with bobby and jill um meeting beth and bethany and jason um for dinner um and bethany and jason are back together um, but Jason's not there yet. <laughs> He's late. Because he has a conference call. He has a conference call and he arrives way after dinner, after dessert, actually. Dessert has already arrived. It seemed like dessert had been there for a while and he was just still on his way. But um, Jill totally takes up for him and says, you can tell he loves her because he came. He was exhausted, barely could keep his eyes open, laying on the floor, needed to pop a Red Bull. Like, she really It was very it. dramatic. And it was definitely a sympathy show up. Um, I think that he, you know, that is what it is. I, It's interesting to me. And it does make sense, like, if you're working with people globally, that maybe you have to take calls that late. But if they're not global, I don't understand why you have to take calls that late. They like, are prestige worldwide, wide, wide, like wide, wide. Yeah, we are yeah, an international lifestyle brand. Sometimes you have to, you, you know, to show accom- up for your viewers in Norway, like we do. And and we are here for you, and we will show up. But I will be eating that dessert. I don't think he ate anything. So uh, oh, I will be ordering. I you better have like a whole meal for me so I can completely. Eat every Devour. single thing. Devour. Yeah, every single thing on the freaking menu. Like, we're gonna need we're gonna need more French fries. 
<laughs> where are the french fries um and then there jill and bethany decide that they're gonna have a no men allowed cooking party lots of cooking parties this first season and cooking it's more of a cooking. dinner party because only bethany is cooking yeah they call Thankfully. it a cooking party at the thing but it is really just yeah, but only party. Bethany is cooking. Yes. So, like, thankfully, because none of us want to come and cook. With she was cooking like Kyle was cooking because there was a lot of help. So, yes. <laughs> um, and in not her apartment. In not Jill, her apartment. Jill's apartment. Well, her apartment's just so not cute. big enough. Yeah, definitely. But I thought it was so precious because that was just such a real uh, friendship moment. Of they Jill were just being definitely like, of friends. Have it at my house. And then she's like, Bobby, mm-hmm. do you care if we have it at my house? He's like, of course, absolutely have it. And I'm like, God, I love this man. See, this is this is why we hate Jason, not Hoppy, Jason Hoppy, Jason mm-hmm. number three, Jason number 63. This is why no man will ever stand up to Bobby. This man is the real deal, y'all. Bye-bye. <laughs> we, we love you. Bye-bye. Um, and then um, then we cut to opening night, which how appropriate because the, uh, the Met Gala was this week. Um, opening night at the Met with the Van Helsing. Does this have anything to do with opera? Opera? Honestly, they might as well have just been wearing that Kim Kardashian full black outfit because nobody <laughs> saw them. They Not were shadows in pictures. the back. <laughs> Peter Pan's shadow. That's exactly what they were. And wore. no one gave a shit. Can you imagine if they were just trying to like sew each other to each other's feet to try to be seen? Uh, like, oh, so good. And, and so, I mean, that is pretty much how they are in, in general, this whole episode. And oh, yeah. He is her shadow, you know? So, yeah, this is them getting ready. And they um, they say that they've got to get there by six to walk the red carpet and fight the paparazzi. They're fighting them with a stick. They, mm-hmm. I mean, if they are seen before they get out of their car, they won't even be able to make it, apparently, because the pops are after them. Um, mm-hmm. And the tickets are $10,000 for two tickets. But was that can, for the season or for that night? I think they said opening night. Okay. But yeah, I, I wish I was trying to figure it all out. They said it's charity, so they can write it off on their taxes. They said eighty to ninety percent charity. What? Then, that's what they said. It was eighty to ninety. I'm just saying, why? Yeah. Why can you write it off on your taxes? That's what I said too. And Nathan goes because it's charity, and I was like, maybe for the Met. Like, yeah, you as a person exactly. can't write it off. Like, like, you can't fucking write it off yourself. They get to write that off. It's in their name. It's I ridiculous. Mean, it's yeah, ridiculous. I, I, I almost was like, somebody called Jen Charles Feds. We've got another case. Let's you bring them know Let's... how much I hate charity bullshit. Yeah, like that. I thank God you had the same reaction because Nathan looked at me. He was watching with me. He was like, "Yeah, you know, because it's charity." And I was like, "Not no. for them. They're watching the opera." Like, I hate it, this it, bullshit. It's, it's an event. They're the write-offs, right? An extremely expensive event. I'm, I'm holding this event for breast cancer awareness. Bitch, just write the check to breast cancer awareness. Right. What are you doing? Absolutely. And then pay for your opera tickets. So or like just find someone with fucking breast cancer that's a real person and pay and their medical bills. My like, other problem direct ugh, My know. other problem is is that I also feel like they're writing off their clothes to go to it. Like you oh, know absolutely. what I mean? Like, I think expenses. Expenses. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and even worse because because Simon works for that hotel, I bet he can just claim all kinds of shit uh, yep. I, I can't even get into the tax bullshit tax the, rich. the amount of money that i tax the rich thank you aoc what yes. a dress what a dress and it was borrowed from a black designer amazing so amazing she did not buy it because i was like uh good message but you know 
right absolutely all of that but you do have to you do even if she did buy it you do have to consider the visibility factor. She no, didn't, I agree. But like, but I, yeah. I, I don't feel like, I feel like politicians make too much money, you know. Oh, we I agree. That will be another podcast, y'all. If you ever wanted me to scream at you about C, uh, C-SPAN, just call me actually any time of day. That's actually, whenever we get a Patreon, there's going to be a whole <laughs> segment called Screaming at C-SPAN. Yes. Just with Quindy all day recording. <laughs> it's going to be like the big brother cams. There's just yes. going to be a camera in your corner of your room. <laughs> Except half the day we're going to mute it so we just see your hands move. Uh, and then we can't actually do really <laughs> And we're going to guess what you're screaming at in C-SPAN. It's a new game. Oh, love that. Uh, but I probably will get Jen Shaw arrested because I do threaten their lives. Well, Jin Shaw's already going away, honey. Clink, clink, baby. Um, and then we go Love to, you, baby. Love you, baby. Oh, my God. You, there are some... There, sometimes I, I really like Meredith. Sometimes. And then sometimes she makes a snooze. But that moment is going to be an iconic housewife moment. Already for is. Sure. We haven't even yeah. seen it in context. And we're all like... Love you, baby. Oh my God. I want to say it as I leave every stage and when I'm dying across. Yes. I just would love you, baby. So good. Such a good nod to like fuck off, but be sweet about it. So good. And only a privileged white twink could come up with that. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> um, and then we're gonna have drinks with Luann and uh and come for me. Come for me, because I've never been a privileged white twink. I was always an underprivileged white otter. So um Exactly. Right. You tell them. Hello. Um, drinks with Luann and Bethany, and they're having um, a cheese and crackers prepared by Rosanna, of course. Of course. Um, and Luann is in its turquoise statement necklace. She is. It is of the time, and she is wearing it. And it is another statement necklace. And Luann, did you? They're talking about the their relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and Luann, did you realize that Luann was wife number four for the cat? I wrote that down. I did know he was married before, but, but four I didn't times. know before. I didn't know before. Talk about Elizabeth Taylor. Yeah, exactly. And they had been married for fifteen years. She said. Yeah. I didn't realize they were married that long. Well, he met her. But I mean, you have to think Victoria's fourteen or thirteen. True. 12. I think she's 12. But still, they've been together for 15. I mean, that's not that long, really, because, you know, as a, they probably weren't allowed to have kids out of wedlock. So, yeah, true. And he, he met her when she was a hostess, not a hostess, a um, she was part of an Italian TV show. She was like an award carrier. Mm-hmm. Italian TV show. Um, Maybe that's what we should do, because Meghan Markle was dull or no deal. And now she is a freaking... Duchess of... Give me a fucking award. I'll hand it to somebody. Yeah, I've been we'll asking carry, for years. I'll carry anything. I'm already carrying a cross. Yeah. So, like, fucking <laughs> give me an award and I'll hand it to somebody rich. Okay? Exactly. That's all it takes. And then um, Noelle wants to go to dinner oh. with him. Oh, my God. This... You know, it, it really is so enlightening re-watching it because I just think that because I was so much younger, I was like, God, he's just so annoying. Like, let your mom go. But it's so heartbreaking now that you're older. Like, right? he really just, and he was like, I can go to dinner with you. We're and very she, triggered by this. Very, very. The abandonment issues are hitting hard. And, but, uh, and then yes. she was like, she was like, it's taco night. And he was like, you're never here for taco night. She's like, I know. She's never there on Tuesdays. 
What? What? <laughs> what? That's what I told you. She's out every night. I'm always like, there on taco night. Invite me over, Noah. Okay, I will tacos. never miss a taco night. Are you I kidding me? I love a taco night. Like, I don't eat red meat, so make sure you have my refried beans for my bean burritos. Mm. Or I'll do chicken. Um, Or just just anything. Or just cheese. If you just have cheese, I'll just come oh, I mean, cheese. we can do a turkey. We can do Cheese and tomatoes. Like, mm. Mm. Walk. Give me, make me a quesadilla. Oh, please. Rosanna, quesadilla. Quesadillas now. are my all-time favorite food. Ooh, I love a quesadilla. We went to Taco Bell T-Bell the other day, and I felt like they changed the, te- the quesadilla recipe. And I hope... They just put was... the wrong sauce on for you. So I just... They... Okay. It tasted kind of like barbecue. God, this makes me so mad. Um, so We know jalapeno know, ranch is what it needs. No, creamy jalapeno sauce yeah, creamy. is the classic... Ca- um, Taco Bell quesadilla recipe uh-huh. um, sauce, you know, the, you know, my blood type. Yes. Um, tell me more. Tell me more. Did he put them now up Now they have this new Chipotle sauce oh. and that's what's on the dollar. That's why it tasted like a barbecue. Yes. That's what's on the dollar quesadillas and the dollar chicken melts and all kinds of other bullshit. And I asked because Matt's sister was a manager at Taco Bell and I flipped the fuck out because I was like, is this sauce cheaper? Are they trying to, are they trying to edge out the creamy jalapeno sauce? Are they getting away with it? What's going on? <laughs> You've already had a sun-dried moment at the Olive Garden. Exactly. Can't deal with another sauce loss. Yeah, I can't do this again. Okay. (laughs) And she was like, "No, I don't think so." But they have the Chipotle sauce. They sell it in stores. Where is the creamy jalapeno sauce? So they probably just put the wrong sauce on for you. So make sure you clarify because you know I get a a side of creamy jalapeno sauce always for my bean burritos, and a lot of times they give me the wrong sauce, and I can smell it instantly, and I'm like, "Nope, Matt." Matt. <laughs> that is the best sauce in the world. And and it does make sense because it did taste like barbecue. So yeah. it was like, I was like, this is weird. This is um, wrong. And they put too much on it, which I would never normally say, but I I think because it tasted like sauce. barbecue, it was yeah. intense. Yeah. Um, and so th- it's taco night, so Luann won't be there, but we will be. And um, then we cut back to um, Alex and Simon, who are now late for the opening night at the Met, which they never blame on themselves. They only blame on New York City traffic because they haven't lived in New York City for nine years and don't know how traffic works. And they've never been to the opera? The opera. We love the opera. Does my surprise have anything to do with opera? Um, and then uh, they say it's the beginning of the social season. Oh, my God. This is... They really like the opera. <laughs> That's what they, love the opera. they love the opera. And they have the to opera. briskly decide what to do because they're stuck in traffic and they said I'm looking at my watch and I'm getting more and more nervous so then they decided to get out and walk yeah and I will say that Alex Alex's hair looked better than it's ever looked and her waist was snatched she's she's tiny very tiny very very tiny um and then they they looks like they jailbroke the runway I don't think they were allowed to be on the red carpet, but they were. And not one person took a picture. Literally, like, put their cameras down. <laughs> they were like, They're all like, we, nah. Yeah, don't, we, waste the, don't waste the film. It's we don't want to even, act, we'd rather accidentally click on the cement than take a picture of them. Like, yes. we don't even want a chance that there'd be a picture of these idiots. Um, and, and then they have to act like that they usually. so late. That they're just late. And that's why they're not socializing, even though they have still time to go to the bar. Uh, and they are drink. sipping a cocktail and not one person in that audience made it. Everybody actually looked away from them. They and were they like, said Jane Fonda's over there. And she said, oh, I know. I saw them. And they said that they would just have to network after at dinner. Yeah, because they were so busy. But, you know, nobody wanted to speak to them. Nobody. Yeah. 
Um, and then uh, we go back to Luann's house where she's leaving Taco Night, and they're getting in with not Luann's driver, but Jason's driver, who Bethany uh, has for the evening, named Clever. Um, who Bethany mistakenly, one of the, this is one of the classic uh, Housewives moments where Bethany does not introduce Luann as she should. She says, this is Luann. <laughs> uh, but why, why would she, if she calls her Luann, I would never even think, uh, the, uh, this is why I fucking hate Luann. This because is, she's a bad this... mom and she's so fucking pretentious. But I cannot stand that shit. You know this we love whole everyone in the working is industry. too much. I fucking can't stand that shit. If you call me Kalindi, why the fuck would you introduce me as something else to someone that you feel comfortable right. with? You know what I mean? Like, right. you're not going to be like, oh, hey, this is Mrs. Kazad Spooty. Like, I would be like, who the fuck are you talking about? Right. And, and, unless, and, you're, unless you're introducing me as Emily Postal or Diana Cross. Right. I don't want it. I, I, I... Don't give it to me. Yeah. I would. It would actually make me feel very uncomfortable to be introduced like that. But the other part for it is, even if that's what you're accustomed to, um, it it made me feel so weird that first of all, in the back seat, but also that she just felt the need that she like she had to correct she, her. She couldn't have been called that again. It must yes. be corrected immediately. And he I didn't like, say like, oh, hey, Lou, what's up, bitch? Like, I don't think he said anything. anything. Exactly. Yeah. So it wasn't like he was going to get her out of the car and be like, have a nice night, bitch. Have a nice night, yeah. Lou. He's like, bye, Lou. Yeah. See you later, no, he Lou. Say he just was going to open her door and give her a polite nod. Like, get over yourself. And, and then she goes, you introduced me as Miss. She Well, she said like a lot. She goes, you introduced me as like Mrs. De La Seps, you know, like children do. And I was like, what like kids like like kids are and i get that but like yeah i, I also that. as a kid i also wouldn't have called her mrs de la Seps. i would have called her mrs luann exactly yeah so, i totally like, i get like respecting your elders right. or like your but you should respect adults. your driver bitch they don't really need to respect you that much like they're exactly. already respecting you by driving you around you better and, have fucking tipped exactly keeping you safe like no i mm. No. Yeah, I, I, all I wrote was that. Like, I loved. I couldn't believe because I didn't remember saying, you know, like kids. I was like, Ew, you will not disgusting. talk to me like this today, slut ass bitch ass whore. <laughs> slut ass bitch ass whore. <laughs> uh, and then I just thought, get over your fucking self. Like, yeah. get over yourself. First of all, you didn't do anything but lie on your back, you heifa with a wig. And mm -hmm. um, so, like, it's not your title to really own. Um, and then. Like, you're not the inventor of Toaster Strudel. Um, so, like, get yeah. the fuck out of here. Um, then they go, and the waiter, uh, they they sit down outside, which should look nice and cozy. The, the temperature oh, and she said, perfect. sorry, she okay. included that not only kids, but don't you notice that Rosanna calls me Mrs. D? Right. Which this is, woman literally runs her life, raises these women, these women, these women, these women, these women. I just want a panine. I just need a panine. Jacqueline Lorita's daughter just called me Luann, not Mrs. De La Seps. I've been accosted by Jacqueline Lorita's I've been, daughter. She's staring at me right now. I need somebody here I felt immediately. like I was accosted by Luann. I was. Luann. Right. That's your name, bitch. That's why you get called a drag queen in a wig. Like, like get out of here. Get out of here. It's just too much. Um, and, but this is the invention. 
of the skinny girl margarita, which Bethany claims is the only drink she ever drinks. The uh, only drink. The only drink. She sits down and the waiter asks if they're going to have some wine tonight. And she goes, no, I think we're going to have liquor. Luann's little, <laughs> Mrs. De La Seps is a little caught off guard. Um, I think we're going to do tequila, which seemed like a very Bethany move to me. She knew the cameras were on her. Now yeah. was the time that they're going to do tequila. And so she orders um, the skinny girl margarita, which is Patron Silver on the rocks with uh, lemon juice and a little bit of triple sack salt on the rim and a lemon as a garnish. And our drink this week will be just that with a little bit of pineapple juice for some summertime, summertime fun. Yes, the skinny girl's night pout. Yes, yes, yes. Also because the, the, the pineapple makes you pucker and you'll understand the pout a little bit later. Exactly. You see? You hear? You hear? You hear, pretty mama? Okay. Uh, you hear, Mrs. Daniel Supps? Are you hear? <laughs> Buckle your seatbelt because we're about ready to go get those Jimmy Johns, motherfucker. Okay. <laughs> what if we did the whole podcast in that voice? And then, and then Jim Shaw said, motherfuckers, I gotta go. <laughs> get me the fuck uh, me out of here. We used to do that at the bars all the time. We would do Groucho Marx voices constantly. And I don't know why. I don't know where it came from. But we I, would, yeah. I love that. We, we also told everyone we were me twins. a little Patron, you hear? Yeah, oh. you see? You, you hear? <laughs> you hear? We're here for a little bit of red wine and shenanigans, okay? Oh, uh, you see? We'll strangle you if you don't listen to us, motherfuckers. Okay, uh, and so that's exactly what was happening. And, um, and then the Countess approved of that drink, so it's now... So now, twelve years later, she'll take credit for it. Remember and when? Remember we, later when she says that she helped invent the skinny girl. You could at least market. buy me a car. <laughs> a car, so she could drive herself, and she wouldn't have to get introduced at, to drivers as Luann. Um, Luann has so much money she didn't earn herself. Like, how much more money do you just want people to give you? Like, it's shocking. Rich people probs. That's why they're writing off their damn Met tickets. Like, what the hell? This is not charity. Get out of here. This is not charity. You yeah. don't get a car. This is your charity. You no. see? You see? Uh, you yeah, see? Yeah. <laughs> we'll take it down you down to the river. You'll flow like the fishes, okay? <laughs> Why don't you come up and see me up here sometime? Uh, I'll be your ass. Oh, yeah. May West will be your ass. Right, right, right. And afterwards, you're going to have to go to the clinic. Oh, oh, oh. I see you guaranteed to be in ICU one more time. What's beef? We'll drop a little biggie into this. Oh, oh my God! Biggie meets May, May West. That is a mm. theme. I need mm -hmm. a new fashion line. Biggie meets May West. Yes. Let's let's give me a little urban wear with some fringe. Biggie West. Oh, ooh, Biggie West. Ooh, we are just on a roll with all Woo! these drag names. Biggie <laughs> West. Yes, you see. Um, and then um, which is even more crazy because he's East Coast, you know. Mm. Ooh. So it's controversial. Well, is that prerogative? Is that provo I think that's provocative. I think that's provocative. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we go to the the Van Helsing Silex, and they're with the boys in a French restaurant, still trying to convince us that Francois can speak French. And Francois, if he could speak French, refuses at all points. He's like, just order a lemonade. It's literally like lemonada, and yeah. he's like, lemonade. 
Lemonade. He's like, no, bitch, give me a lemonade. And that poor server. I know. Like standing there staring at him. And I'm like, oh my God. I hate I understand when kids want to order themselves and get so excited, whatever. That's cool. But to try to force your kid to say something so, with that man has other tables. He's right. working for like two dollars an hour. Let him get the fuck out of there. He doesn't need your pretentious ass. Though. Absolutely. Especially like trying to make him speak in French. Yeah. Like, like so no like cares. I do get like, uh, I used to be kind of shy, especially in that situation. And so like my parents would take the time and like, but they would never do that thing. I've waited tables so many times. First of all, like if you're like, Hey, look him in the eyes and say what you want. Right. If they don't do it after like 30 seconds, you move on. You lost your chance. And yeah, like you're gonna you, come back. You yeah, know? and and there's a lot of chances in life to like make that better. But like to make this poor kid that doesn't speak French try to speak French on TV. He already said he wants to fucking eliminate. Like he said what he wanted. Like yeah, he does not want to speak Drop French. It. Drop it. Drop, get off his back. Like Drop he's got like things to do. Drop it like it's so it's, annoying. Right. It is so <laughs> annoying. It is um. Uh, it's just so bad, and then and then really, what they're there to do is look at the style section, and they are so pleased that Alex was in the view of a camera while they were taking pictures of somebody else. I wish they would have showed us that picture. Um, I we have to look for number like, twenty five. Number twenty number her one back. before before her she back says, is number twenty five. Allegedly, she's been number one before, and, and they didn't include her name. Yeah, they didn't include her name, and she's it's just her back. So I'm pretty sure, and Francois did not recognize her, so I'm pretty sure it was a picture of somebody else. Just like he doesn't speak French, he also does not recognize his mom's ass. Do we think that today Francois is a normally, a normally financed, white, privileged twink? (laughs) Because I feel like he's... TBD. I think he's pretty shady. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, Alex definitely they still have the Instagram in Australia where she's like a psychologist like, I don't know there because like... it was easier for her to become a psychologist there because I don't ever understand that move they don't seem like family people to me and maybe they are maybe they wanted to be with Simon's family or were they just so ashamed that they lost all fame so they vacated to Australia yeah, I think that they maybe couldn't afford the lifestyle in New York anymore without, like, because, you know, oh, it's housewives so always, no, it's, it's expensive anyway, but they were living in a, a townhouse that was down to studs. That oh, my God. No floor, maybe they're running money. from the government because they did illegal uh, tax moves. Yeah, <laughs> the charity. What if the government allegedly, was coming Allegedly, allegedly. Yeah, because they're not, there's probably not extradition for that little tax theft. They probably yeah. were like, just never come back to America. And yeah, Alex I just was, thought they got too big for their britches. Like Kathy Wakili when they built that new house and she was fired the next season. Mm, <laughs> you know? Yeah, holy cannoli. Their expenses, yeah. Fucking cannoli. Oh, I can't. I forgot about the Wakilis and I'm glad. And I can't wait till we get back there. Although that is going to be a dark time in Heretics. Why because... don't you come up and see me up here sometime? <laughs> up, up here sometime. That's definitely an ICU moment. We see each other. Uh, yes, you see, um, and you then see? you see. You, why don't you go meet my friend Diana Cross? Okay, you see, uh, <laughs> she'll take care of you if you know what I mean. Um, and then we go to Jill and Beth, and they're planning the the theme dinner that Bethany's going to cook at. And it's going to be an Asian themed. Um, and they call. They're calling everybody, um, and they call Alex to invite her. And she goes, "I have one question." Can I eat a panine and can I bring Simon? 
to the dinner party. And they're after they're, they told her like four times it was it's a, a girl. girls' night. Yes. And it's a they're, girls' night. They're, they're a little right thrown off. They're a little you. thrown off. And she makes it a little awkward. And then she gets off the phone. And this is this is an Alex problem, not a Simon problem in my mind. She makes it seem like it was okay. Oh she, my god, Alex totally. She was like, they said several times. I gave them multiple chances. She, ample opportunity to, to say to no. Tell them. Yeah. <laughs> For and then them to he, say, and then he goes, so it would be rude if we I didn't go. <laughs> I was like, that's not why it said, was said at all. Like, no, oh. they were like, huh? It was rude that you did go. Oh God, such a mess. Um, and then we then we get a little another another Brad moment um, where he comes to help set up the most mundane big da- gay table scheme I've ever seen. What do you I don't mean know- mundane? It was perfect, elaborate, ornate. Something Bethany would never think of. Right? It was what? literally like plates on the table. Like there was I was not even a tablecloth. There right. wasn't even a table runner. It was literally two of Jill's china plates with a napkin. It was shocking to me that they called that a tablescape because anybody that watched semi-homemade meals with Sandra Lee and learned how to pour their vodka while watching her knew that all that show was all about tablescapes. There was no jewels. There were no shells. It was Asian fusion. Where are the fans? Where's the satin? Oh. Give me a moment. Give me a fortune. At homemade least like fortune an Asian flower. Yeah. Oh, you know? absolutely. There weren't even soy sauce containers. Like Nothing. there, there wasn't like a beautiful, like, um, Tokyo blueprint on anything. Like, give me something or Not even the napkin. Oh God. Like I, oh, I, that would be a not beautiful, even chopsticks. a silk printed napkin, especially Especially for someone who owns a fabric company, what oh, do you think you would nap- have? Honestly, every a, napkin, napkin? a red silk printed napkin would have made the moment. Red and oh. gold. You could have. You could have. Actually, you could have had a red napkin with black on it, and then a gold ring around it. That's yeah. all you need. Where Where is the fucking morally corrupt Faye Resnick? She knows. She exactly. knows. I mean, what's good is it? What good's a gay if he doesn't even do that for you? He's fired. Fired. You're fired, Brad. You're fired. Um, and, they and were, they're fussing over the oh my god chart, which with is like what, six, six of them people? in a circle table, like, yeah, that's it's like, like an oval table. table. Yeah, like I don't I don't know what they're fighting about because they're all going to be right by each other. But I think it's just because nobody wants to sit by Alex or Ramona, but somebody has to. <laughs> but Jill also needs to be at the head of the table, and Bethany needs to be able to access the kitchen easily. And I'm like, they're all close to the kitchen, right? Uh, yeah. Well, I do get like there's one seat that Bethany couldn't fit in. Like the one very far over, but that's the only one. Like it, you know. Anyways, that was a dumb argument. I think Brad just wanted some screen time. Um, yeah. And then totes. Avery helps Ramona get ready, but not really. And Ramona's just wearing a really nice, simple black dress. I thought she looked and great. She looks great, but it's raining cats and buckets. Cats and buckets. <laughs> Ramona, in her vernacular, it is astonishing that she's became as successful as she yeah. is. Truly. Ramona, Teresa, and Kalindi do not know words, do not live in reality <laughs> of words or saints. So I can relate. You know, if somebody hits me with a bucket, I'm coming for you. That would make it a bad day, you. wouldn't it? it? Would, and that's why she had to wear black. If you get knocked yeah. with a bucket, you're going to be black and blue. Exactly. So you got ma- you to match your dress. You Coordinate. Know I mean? And then we come to the dinner party. Um, and uh, Bethany has made something smoke and all I could think about is like living in small apartments and the fucking small spaces and the constant smoke detectors going off for no reason. Like I know that pain and it's so nice to not go through that pain right now anymore. But like 
constantly like any time that you put something in the oven that smokes a little bit like the smoke detector going off all the time also not being very effective because if your neighbors ever hear it nobody reacts like at right. all such such a pain in the ass um and then um simon comes in it, it, does simon come in now or does it luann wait come later first? so okay we yeah, have yeah. bethany cooking luann comes first Right. Okay. Luann yep. comes in and she and also has to be introduced as Miss Taylor Seps to the people that are helping Bethany cook. Which yes, is to Berta, uh, Berta. Jill's housekeeper. Ms. Yes, this is Mrs. Yes. Taylor Seps. Oh, and Lou's like, uh, yes, yes, that's me. And she loved that. Also, she was relishing in that. Like, call her Heinz because she's relish. Like, yeah. just fucking put her on a hot dog and get her the fuck out of here. Because she's like, ooh, yes, Miss Taylor <laughs> So annoyed. Yeah. And she was also shocked that Simon was coming. Oh, she said, is is something wrong with him? That's what he said. Yeah. I was I was getting confused by my notes. I was like, she goes, is something wrong with him? Yeah. And then <laughs> Ramona arrives and yes. she is P-I-S-E-D, Piced, that Simon is coming. <laughs> Sweetest thing. Such an underrated movie. Everyone, Ooh, please. So Such a good, good cast, too, you know? And she has a... Uh, and, and they're doing the skinny girl margaritas there, too, because Ramona has the margarita in a wine glass, yes. which was a little odd to me. But, you know, you know, Ramona is picky about what she served in and same. I am, too. But it's not classy at all. I'm like, do you have well, a cup that I can't break? Like well, where? Yeah, where like all three. But I, I just felt like you just kind of can put a margarita in a rock glass. I didn't know why it was in wine glass. I think like, but she but she also orders her millennium drink. In oh, a wine yes. Glass, in remember? a tall glass. Yeah. Yeah. yeah she, tall wants, no, she wants it in a wine glass with a tall tons wine of glass. ice. Yep. And all and so it's a millennium drink. It's a millennium uh, drink. So she's just picky about her glassware, I guess, like to reach. Um oh, and, or God. me. But mine is um, do you have like something that's plastic cup? that I can't break <laughs> and I need a lid and a straw? Like, do you have a sippy cup? Do you have a kid? Where where are your kids' cups? Can I um, well, yeah, where, where's the kid friendly section of yes. your kitchen, please? Yeah, me yes. too. Because I'm not trying to break too. anything, and you know, I spill a drink at least every night, and that's why I have a lid to reduce the spills, and I always have to drink out of it. I get you. And if I start laughing too, also like if anybody bumps me at all, like I don't have a grip on a glass. Mm -hmm. Like for some reason, I just hold my glasses loosey goosey, mother juicy. Like I just like I just like fling my hand, but like if if there's any unexpected rustle, yeah, I am you're down. I'm Russell throw. I just throw the bitch. And yeah, it goes everywhere. And yeah, then I fall to my knees trying to clean it up. I'm like, oh my god. I'm so oh sorry. no, yes. I will I'm like, this is why I only drink clear liquors. Exactly. Ooh. This is why I bring my own cups. Well, actually, right. I bring my own vodka. I bring it. My, I bring all of my own equipment at all times. <laughs> Don't worry, I brought everything. Don't worry. Uh, I'll Matt my, brings like I, a backpack. Like <laughs> she's drinking out of a camel all pack. All my lemons cut ready. He's like, yeah. I've got it. So like, what do you want? And he's like, Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. We got it covered. We got it. Uh, I, I I made it nice for myself. Um, yes. And then uh, Ramona meets Alex for the first time, which is interesting. It is interesting watching them all meet. Um, Alex is clearly not Ramona's kind of person. Well, uh, and I think she would never be her, her, she wouldn't be her kind of person if she came alone. But the fact that she brought Simon and Ramona basically said I was accosted by Jacqueline Reed's daughter when yes. she took her hand and said, you all my hand. <laughs> well, I, I do think that men, I am always aware of every pressure I put on somebody's hand. If somebody gives you like a dainty, like a little hand, like a, like a woman gives you a hand to shake lightly, 
Like you don't shake their hands normally. Yeah. yeah, like you do need to be careful. I don't think he hurt her that bad, but I do think that he was probably a little aggressive. Also, the moment Ramona saw him, she spiraled. And Ramona, when she spirals, she does not see the room. Like she's been spinning for hours. No. She she can't react. She doesn't react well. She doesn't. No, she does. She does not. And that's no. No, do that. Ramona doesn't react. She attacks. That's what yes. happens. She just flips the fuck out. And she's like, I don't get why he's here. I don't get why he's here. Right to his face. And and then I was he, looking to a forward to a girls' night. Girls night with girlfriends. Knowing the occasion. And and I do think that Ramona, for the most part, would have stayed much longer. We'll we'll get to that. But um Luann, 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 I will say this is where Luann shines. She does shine in like a bigger social setting. She like she cools the room and she's like, hey Sam, and you want to go down to scores? <laughs> Yeah, just go down for a half hour. Let's try it out. Because She's like, I love the chicken wings. They call me Mrs. D down there, if you know what I mean. Like, and Alex said she's never had a girl's night. And Ramona is right that it does change the dynamic. Absolutely. It, 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 as my, I agree. In that situation, if one husband's going to come, we should invite them all. Exactly. Because you're just it's just different. You it, know? Because yes. Especially as a couple, and I have, you know, Matt's the nicest husband, and he will, he's so chill, he doesn't give a fuck what I do, or, like, even if I wouldn't look at him all night <laughs> at a dinner party, he will make friends. Like, right. So with, with, he'll be in the kitchen with Berta, like, right. making sure my drinks are full, <laughs> you know? He will literally talk to anyone, but I do feel like that you are, are more aware of your, you know, like, your partner. You, you yeah, are absolutely. Like, checking on them or cater on them or ooh, what do you like what's your favorite thing on the plate you know it, yeah. it definitely changes and I am so fortunate that in my adult life I genuinely love all of my friends partners so like, I, agree. I love when the guys are invited you know like I I live for it I love I love a Josh and Nathan duo at all times I love I love 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 Natalie and Sam like I just love everyone right and Eve. like they're just angel people and so i never we love for the boys to come but totally when you're expecting a girls night and especially when it's people you do not know or you're not close to right. i'm like who the fuck is this because you know i say some crazy ass things so and and i think the other part of that just is i don't think ramona would have had a problem i think that like if your partner is going to be there i want my own partner invited too yeah, because like, she's taking because, the time away from her family. She and, literally and, rushed And you in. just feel more comfortable. Yeah. Like, you know yeah, what I mean? She like, was dodging buckets to get there. All the buckets. She was, <laughs> they were throwing them. Throw yeah. them. It was raining cats, dogs, buckets, and just coming down. Yeah. Buckets of cats. Um, Mario could have helped dodge the buckets. And she would have, yeah, like you said, felt more comfortable. Right. And, and obviously, she has a lot of issues with men. Like, she has yes. a lot of trauma. And Ramona, that's the problem with Ramona watching all this is like, it is easier watching Ramona now while not watching the New York because I, I can't see both sides. But what I've realized is the thing about Ramona is, is that I think Ramona has been the same for so long. I decided today that Ramona's like a bad job. The reason that Ramona has been there for so long is because she's not that bad and you know how to deal with her and you're scared to get something that's worse. <laughs> 
you know what I mean? Like so the like, devil, you know, beats the devil. You don't. Absolutely. And I think the thing about Ramona is that the comfort that we find in her is how predictable she is. Like she's going to apologize. She's going to be inappropriate. And now, but this last season has yeah. actually like gone too far. But I think before rewatching this, I was like, why did we make so many excuses for her? Because and, yeah, you're right. Because it was wasn't that things, big of a deal before. Like, yeah. All it didn't, the, she was always a monster, but the things she did, the apologies seemed in proportion. Well, still not enough, but you know, like they were pretty much in proportion right. with what she's doing. But now she's giving the same apology for like basically being right. a racist. And we're like, no. And, and gonna still act not the enough. same way. And we're yeah. like, it's the same apology that you gave. It, it's not heartfelt. Yeah. So it's different when you're running out on a dinner party early. And yeah. <laughs> and you said that you forget years. to tell everyone. Yeah. But then when you are saying that, like, you don't have white privilege, like, way, way, way different. Right. I mean, Ramona is a white privileged twink. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, and then she goes, now that Simon, and, and the Lou Man goes, now that Simon's here, we're going to make him feel comfortable, right? Right. I'm the tallest person like, in the no. room, right? Yeah. Ramona is absolutely not agreeing. Um, and then Alex, Alex, a little sassiness. Uh, uh, Luann's kind of apologizing still. And Alex goes, not everyone has a good marriage. And I was like, oh, ooh, ooh. And I thought that was bullshit, though. Because... I did, too. But it was like such a dig for no yeah. reason. You've never ooh, met Mario. Ooh. I, we have um, Allison Dubois reacting. Ooh. And so ooh. it is. Yeah. Yeah. But um yeah, totally. But I think that that's such bullshit. Not saying that Ramona has I mean marriage Ramona or, did, did get divorced, but she didn't go on marriage boot camp or whatever Alex went on. Yes, exactly. So, and fall, oh my god. When she fell, when she, she fell, she, everyone look up that fucking She clip. fucking hit amazing. so hard. She, oh. Honestly, I watch it. I watched it and like I thought her hip broke. She oh my hit God. so hard. And she had that lockjaw face she always has. You have no injuries. Ooh. Ooh, it was crazy. But yeah. Ooh. you. I mean, she had marriage, to be deported like... afterwards. So she might have had an injury. <laughs> <laughs> she was she was airlifted out of the country after that show. So Yeah, seriously. <laughs> but yeah, you can have a girl's night and have a good marriage. It's called it's actually a vibe. very healthy. Yeah. And Ramona, Ramona goes, there can't be boys here because they ruin... The vibe. The vibe. It's called a, it's called vibe. a vibe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Avery just taught her that word this right. morning. Absolutely. Um, and then we get into where uh, the countess decides that she's going to write a book all about class. And uh, she goes, all I know is you're born with class. Class is making people comfortable around you. And Ramona's trying to define what class is. And she's is like, and... it's an ambience. An, an, an ambience. Ambience. It's an ambulance. An ambulance. An ambulance. It's got EMTs. It's an you know, it makes you feel better. You know, glass. Oh, yeah. Has no idea. Ramona has literally no idea trying to talk over the countess. And Ramona, the countess, I, I don't understand of the... It's class. You're born with it. You're born with it. Like, like as a baby, like you're a classy shitter in your diaper. Wow, that baby really shit that diaper so classily. Look at I that baby know. sucking that binky. So Ooh, classy. Pinky up. <laughs> wow. Pinky that up is one classy um, baby. I don't know if I was a classy baby, but I definitely knew I was a star because in my first newborn pictures, I'm holding up number one. Like, bitch, I'm number one. I'm leading the pack always. Well, I mean, I think that means you were born to class. I don't think I'm classy. You know, I'm a trash. <laughs> I, we are high maintenance, not classy. I am not fucking classy. I love that. That's such a good line. You're high, high maintenance, maintenance, not classy. Mm -hmm. um, and then 
Um, Ramona does the what we will see for years to come. Ramona leaves abruptly and acts like she's getting a call and basically she says I have better places to be. Yeah. <laughs> she says you said I was gonna have a girls' night. I wanted to have a girls' night. This motherfucker showed up and I'm yep. gonna go have a girls' night with my girlfriends. But before she leaves, Jill is taking pictures with her digital camera. Did you notice that? Oh, I didn't notice that. It was such a good moment because she's literally taking like candid pics. Like no one's even posing. She's just like I want those pictures. Yes, literally leaning over the table, like going, getting a million different, like totally momming it. It's amazing. Oh my god, let's let we're gonna message her. We're gonna ask Mrs. Jill Zaren where those pictures are because I know she has them. Yes, seriously, we're and she had that partnership with Kodak, even though yes, company. I, I just wanted you to know that, like, Kodak's kind of an antiquated company. Don't you think uh, it's a little antiquated? Antiquated? Yeah, Ramona, thank you. Thank you for not knowing what the word vibe, class, and ambiance mean, but you know what but antiquated noted, yeah. means. Exactly. Um, and then Bethany goes on. She Bethany gets a little buzzed, which I do enjoy Bethany's buzz this season. Like, I feel like most of the time we see her, see her she has a buzz. She, she, like, wants to go on her rock and die, and she's like girlfriend oh no you didn't oh no you didn't which i was like oh didn't age so well yeah but um i think it was just probably really awkward in the room yeah i, I just think felt she like was really I, trying she, to be funny. she was really trying to break it up because i felt like nobody else was reacting very well to that and she was just trying to make it better because she gets paid thousands of dollars a day to cook thousands and she cannot believe ramona just bounced thousand dollars a day but nobody in that new jersey Publix wanted her muffins but thousands of dollars a day um ramona that is then going to the gotham party with her friend sarah who i don't think we really ever saw um for the most eligible bachelor party um and bethany's there too and she's bethany's there to do what she does does best, and that is hunt down some prospects and to try to socialize for the opportunity of getting more wealthy. And I loved that they um, had like a catalog of the eligible bachelors. I did before, too. And that her and Avery were going through them, even though she's been married for all of these right. years. And and even though they were uh, closer to like, Avery's age than Ramona. Yes, and Avery says a lot of them are presidents or CEOs and Ramona says that means they have their own business. We like that. We like that. Yeah, and she's not wrong. Um but did we ever meet Sarah? Did Sarah ever come? Oh, I was so Yeah, I don't I don't think so. We we so she walks in, Bethany's there with her friend, a very pretty lady. Um and then Ramona does go out and apologize and it really is like Ramona's first apology. And Re- and, and yes. Uh, she apologizes. She apologizes in the most chaotic Ramona way. Yes. She's like approaches Bethany like, "Hey girl, oh my god, can I talk to you outside? I really want to talk to you. But I love this song and I really want to dance." And and then we get that and and she does give it a nice apology and if it was the first one I I do think that I would have fell for it too, yes. um and then um and then Ramona does there is a Ramona dancing sequence and she really is trying to kill it she is just she spins it right round baby right round like she a goes hard baby. yeah 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 hard 
she um i said ramona erupts she just explodes <laughs> clear the way the floodgates are open ramona is ready to have a good time and bethany's just gently dancing and then they get outside and ramona's like "Woo, that was fun <laughs> like ready to go <laughs> loved <laughs> yeah it, it was it, it, it you see moments where why ramona is a success and then you see a lot of moments why you don't understand that ramona's a success yes um, and then we got Jill, and she's at her sister Lisa's house. I just love every part of Jill and her family. In Connecticut. In Connecticut, they they even though they're from the Jewish ghetto of Long Island, allege. Um, Jill seem Lisa seems very Connecticut to me. Yes, and because <sighs> she's educated, and Jill mm-hmm. is in awe of all of these educated women, because including Jill's, her sister, right, who has a radio show, Lunch with Lisa. Lunch with Lisa. And I'm sure that's still a show. It should be a podcast if it's not. It's probably a podcast. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then um, Lisa's going to interview her and they decipher that the reason that Jill's so successful is because when she was little, she wasn't popular. Yep. And, and I did love that she said, like, to Lisa, tell me what to say. Lisa, like, gives oh, her the questions she... and she's like, how do I answer that? And she's like, I don't know. And, she, and Jill says, I'm not deep. Which I appreciate because I think it's good to know yourself because, you know, I'm yeah. deep always. I come at everything at a thousand I, and I'm fucking pissed. Jill so, is just so transparent this yeah, first season I and in that. general. Yeah, I do too. And I also really love the line. I used to think you keep up with the Joneses, but now we are the Joneses. It was very like a very, leaks. very Nene Leaks line, but also it kind of like it showed that like you know what? She understands where she's at and like, she doesn't have to try to keep up with people. She can kind of just sit where she's at, which yeah. is like, you know what I mean? Not trying to be too hungry and thirsty, which I think is where Ramona's at. Like Ramona right. doesn't it's realize she's the Jonas, the Joneses. Um, she's always trying to be with somebody that's bigger and better. Bigger, and that's yeah. what Sonia, that's what Sonia got mad about this season. So uh, it's always that. And then we go to Brooklyn with Bethany for the Francois's birthday. And Alex says that they invite Bethany to the party, the kids' party, because she always says always she wants to be a mother. Thing. I and thought so that she'll was surround terrible. her with them. And I'm like, are I you trying to awful. rub her face? Yeah. Like, you didn't just invite- because I want to be a mother doesn't mean I want to be motherless at a kids' party. That nope. sucks. Right. They invited Bethany because they felt the most comfortable and like Bethany and would be, to be filmed. and that Bethany was the poorest and they yeah. needed to be poor. And I think that they knew that Bethany was the one that wouldn't react the most to their house. Because it should be condemned. It was, I mean, honestly, I was so embarrassed for them to know that somebody's filming and to not just rent a space or have it in that hotel Hotel Chandler, like, why wouldn't you just do that instead of taking Bethany through your house? And they've lived there for two years. Three. Oh, and they, they said, yeah, yeah. And then three more years, they said it would take to, like, um, to, to renovate it after that. I was like, yeah, what have you been doing? Well, they can't I afford told it. You. That's why I told you. I was like, they definitely bought a house that was basically studs. Like, they got a cheap yeah. house in Brooklyn, a so, townhouse. So, so, Somebody because, that lost all their money and then yeah. they had to sell it cheap. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and couldn't afford to like right. continue the reno and like had basically completely gutted it because they didn't even have freaking floors and th- they didn't even acknowledge it. Right. They didn't even say. And then Bethany is the one that brought it up and she's like, I like that you're going for the list look. I love that line. Uh, did you see that weird like Little Miss Muffet performer? 
that oh was like gosh. coming through the park. It wasn't a clown. It was like a woman dressed like Little Miss Muffet with a clown face. It's like strawberry ter- shortcake. Yeah, it might have been strawberry shortcake, but very terrifying. And I don't know why she was there. And then they they were sitting on a very uncomfortable looking futon. Like they didn't even have a, like a nice couch. Like it was uh, like a futon. Not even uncomfortable. It looked disgusting. Like that oh, they it, got it. It definitely was disgusting. Like that Goodwill didn't accept the donation from whoever donated it. So they literally just left it at a dumpster. And Alex and Simon were like, huh. Yeah. Absolutely. Very opera. Very, very opera. opera. This is a very opera futon. Futopra. I love a futopra. Um, and then Bethany admits that she always gets sad on her birthday because she doesn't have family. And that just brought up for me Bethany getting married where her and Jason have that birthday party and she like has that huge breakdown. Yeah. Uh, it is sad. It, and you have to respect people's boundaries. Like, I have birthday they, issues too. If they get sad on their birthday. I love a birthday, but I am very easily triggered on my birthday in the sense that like, I feel like nothing really ever goes right on my birthday. Yeah. And so like when things start to go wrong, I'm like, well, of course again, like, you know what I mean? Like, here we go. Yeah. Here we go again. Here we go again. We, uh, exactly. I, I, I feel similarly, um, but not as much as she does. I feel like hers are like, she's triggered by the instance of a birthday completely, but I, not as much. So but I can respect that. Yeah, I think I'm just triggered by a ghost of birthdays past. Yeah, me too. Me too. They're always there jingling their jangling mm. their chains. But I, uh, I'm trying. I'm what? We're, we always will. Like a couple weeks. We got Woo! a few more. Woo! 31 Ow! nights of Kalindi. Yes, get ready, bitches. Um, and then Bethany goes over to teach Ramona hors d'oeuvres. Um, and kind of Ramona opens up. Bethany is very smart. She opens up a little bit about her past. And then she makes Ramona a little bit um, comfortable. And then they both see that they have deep male issues. Yes. And and Ramona says that I think Bethany and I will be great, great friends. And I think they could have been if Ramona could have been a better friend to Bethany. And Bethany could be a good friend to a lot of people. I mean, I think they both have really big issues with friendship. So that's hard. I think hard. they're both very similar. Like they've said so many yes. times. Like they have both said like their moms. They're tart and sweet like a pear martini. Yes. A, a pomegranate martini. Yeah, exactly. I do too. Exactly. I, like, I, yeah. I, I think they have, I think that Ramona and Bethany have issues being friends with women that they don't trust women and Ramona acts like she doesn't because she has a lot of girlfriends I don't think but Ramona they're all has, surface they're all they're all social friends mm-hmm. they're not good girlfriends it's a lot it's very easy to have a million social friends especially when you have that money much money you can go to dinner every night it's not easy to have real friends right it's like it's like having a real relationship so. like Bethany feels comfortable networking but obviously yes. not having friends too yep absolutely okay. and that's our app that's a wrap. Who's your saint sinner? My saint is everyone that ignored the Van Helsings at the mat. I loved it. <laughs> I love that not one person spoke or looked at them. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Motherfucking thank you. And my sinner is fucking little aunt, Mrs. De La Seps, for speaking to people that way. And I hope she gets hit with a bucket of whatever it's raining. Amen. Amen. My saint was Clever the Driver. And also the skinny girl Margarita. Love it. Because it was her premiere and just honestly, alcohol in general that gets them through filming and gets us through watching it. Absolutely. And my sinners, this was a tough week because I had a lot of nominees. 
There was a lot going on for that. Yeah, there was yeah. a lot of douchebaggery. Uh, yeah. Like Luann being such a bitch. We just want, they just want to thank you all for being nominated. Exactly. And Simon for being a leech and crashing girls' night. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, I had to give my center to Alex and Simon's house. I thought about it. I thought about a girl. That one was hard. That was that was yeah. a hard decision this it week. It was a tough week. It was. We hate you all, basically. We, yes. We'll see you down at the you're dock so we can drown you, motherfuckers. Yeah, you're a sinner, <laughs> baby. Every you're person on the absolutely. show. Absolutely. Guys, we'll check you out next week. Thanks for joining us. We love you. We love you so much. Don't don't forget to like, rate, and review us. Send us an email. Send us a voicemail. Send us a DM. We have been getting some DMs this uh, recently um, from Kirsten and I think there was Sarah. Kirsten, Shout Sarah, out. take a Xanax, take a Xanax, take a Xanax. We love it. Love you. Um, and catch Kalindi this week on Designer Eye Bags, eye bags with uh, Michael Brooks. And, and Shay. And too. Shay. Yeah, Shay, you uh, you get some the, some take a Xanaxes too. That's our other girl. A million of them, yes. Yes, we love um, you. So JRY27 and at Kalindi on Instagram. And at Housewives Heretics. At Housewives Heretics. We love You'll you. You'll get all the recipes for all these amazing drinks. Yes, 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 yes. Drink up, bitches. Drink up, bitches. Amen, bitches. Be blessed, y'all. Mm -hmm. We'll see you next week, you see. Yeah, here. Yeah, huh? Okay. Love you. Thank you all for filling the pews and joining in our irreverence. Join us every week for our sermons by rating, subscribing, and submitting prayer requests at everywhere you listen to podcasts. Although we praise our dear daddy Andy and heavenly home of Bravo, Housewife Heretics is not in propriety of Bravo, Evolution Media, or any subsidiary of the Housewives. These are strictly our opinions, and they are jokes like funny, haha. For direct celestial connection, you can send your confessions to housewivesheretics at gmail.com and check our season playlist, weekly drink specials, and our lives at our Instagram. So we'll see you there. Amen, Amen bitches. bitches.